Well, hello, and welcome to the Brian Hornback Podcast. <clears throat> Got on here today to just kind of talk about, I think, kind of what I think is going on. Um, a lot of things have happened in um, in East Tennessee, uh, or in Tennessee, and in the country. Um, we know um, now that um, the things that happened up in D.C. Um, have... Um, Five individuals have died. Uh, we know that. Uh, we know that there was about 25 that were injured um, uh, because of the things that happened on January the 6th. And so, um, again, violence is never the right, the right action, whether you're protesting, like we saw this spring and this summer across this country, or whether uh, you're upset about an election result. Uh, violence is never the answer, period. Um, but I really want to talk about and really intended to talk about on this podcast what I think about the Trump four years. Uh, Trump uh, was elected as a change agent, uh, was going to go to Washington, drain the swamp. And um, for one, I, you know, I, I supported the idea of draining the swamp. Um I really would like to see Congress turned over. Um, I'd like to see some of those people get out. But I think now looking at what happened, obviously since November 3rd, is that the Republicans and the Democrats, both parties, as I've continually said, both parties are at fault. The mainstream media is at fault. Uh, the mainstream media doesn't um, check and balance both sides equally. That's a problem with the mainstream media. Um, but I think what we now see is that <clears throat> the swamp creatures in Washington um, died down a little bit. And they played nice with Trump, at least the ones on the Republican side. Uh, but at the end of the day, how do you pick up Republican seats in the House and not elect the president. So that tells me that the Republicans and the Democrats um, were all working together um, to see that Trump was not reelected. Again, end of the day, Trump wasn't my guy in 2016. Ultimately, I support him because he's a Republican nominee. And, you know, um, anyone that knows me knows that I said during the Obama years that we can survive the Obama years and we can survive the Biden years. Um, but I think it's funny that what this exposes is the fact that, that politicians only want to protect themselves and they only want to protect their fiefdom in Washington. And so the swamp still the swamp. The creatures are still the creatures. Uh, and we just continue to move on. Uh, how Biden will govern is yet to be seen. How Biden and Pelosi and Schumer uh, govern is yet to be seen. Um, I'll bring it back to a local level. When Madeline Rojero um, and, and, and her opponent, Mark Padgett, were running, I envisioned 
a very, very, very liberal city of Knoxville. And there is a, the city of Knoxville compared to Knox County is very liberal. But Rahero did not carry out the things that I thought that she would carry out. She didn't carry out the rain tax like I thought she would carry it out. Uh, she wasn't as liberal as I thought she was going to be. Um, and again, India Kincannon has now served a year. And, um, you know, there's a lot of talk about India's liberal. Um, the jury's still out. Um, but you know what? The, the, the midterm elections are not far away. The, the House is not that far away from the Republicans getting control of it again. The, the U.S. Senate is just one or two seats away from the Republicans having control again. 2022 is not that far away. Just like this year, 2021 is here. And there's five Knoxville City Council seats up for re-election. India Kincannon will have her midterm this year, 2021. And uh, there's five city council seats up for grabs. Now, some of those folks are running for re-election, and, and they will run for re-election, okay? Uh, no doubt about it. Um, a Andrew Roberto, I'm sure, is going to run for re-election. Uh, and I don't have the exact list in front of me. Um, <clears throat> but uh, to know exactly who's uh, who's eligible, I think they're all eligible, to be honest with you. Um and we'll, we'll cover that on another podcast. Um, but um, that transitions in to a good little ad here. Uh, BrianHornback.com, which is the parent to the Brian Hornback podcast, uh, has a new advertiser starting today, and that is uh, Pavlis Public Strategies. Pavlis Public Strategies. Uh, Nick Pavlis served on the city council uh, for 16 years, was Knoxville vice mayor for a time, and uh, he is now open shop as Pavlis Public Strategies. He is a, a an effective uh, registered lobbyist of the Tennessee General Assembly, and he um, um, ha has some good uh, business expertise on dealing with governments. Uh, so Pav Pavlis Public Strategies is open. Uh, you can send him an email at nick n i c k at nickpavlis.com n i c k P-A-V-L-I-S.com. His number is 865-599-4606. So um, back, to, back to what I was talking about. Look, I, I've been an elected official. Uh, I've been a Republican Party chairman. Um, you know, I ran for county commission when I was 23 years old and, and lost by 111 votes. Um the, the incumbent of 23 years uh, got reelected with 112 votes. Uh, Ten years later, I run for school board and I got elected um, and uh, served for four years and then uh, was Republican Party chairman for two years. Here's what I know. When I was elected at 32 or 33 years old at school board, I knew that a lot of people wanted my vote. They wanted my favor. And I knew not to believe it because I knew who I was. Uh, I was just a, just a parent, a husband, a parent uh, who wanted to do something for Knox County schools and make them better. Um, when I would have town hall meetings, I was one of the first school board members to ever do that. Um, you know, I didn't listen 
to uh, all the praise and and all the all the glory that I was given because I, I knew that I wasn't that great. Um, and so uh, you know, it's um, that's what you got to keep in mind. I also saw a lot of things during my my elected years uh, that kind of turned me off uh, to to government and and to what elected officials see and maybe sometime in the future um several of the people that i served with have passed away and maybe sometime in the future those can be future stories for a podcast or or maybe they'll wind up in my next uh my next maybe they'll wind up in my first uh, book um but um you know there, there's a lot of things that i saw uh, and then I went on to be Republican Party chairman. And again, I didn't believe all the hype that people talked about me because I knew me. And um, and I knew that I was there uh, to do what I thought I could do to help advance the Republican Party. Um, but through both of those experiences, it, it opened my eyes to, to how lazy the media is. Uh, the fact that the media just take press releases and... and um, copy and paste them in uh but they also like to um take their angle and 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 their spin and and put it on um put it on whatever they they want the the narrative to be and we're seeing that played out more and more and more and more and more on the national and state level and it's rather disgusting and so that's one reason that brianhornback.com has survived for 16 years because um, somebody needs to call the media out uh, for their bias and for their um, and for their favoring uh, uh, one official over another, whether that official is Republican or Democrat, doesn't matter. Everybody gets a fair shake uh, when when candidates when, when campaigns are in high gear, uh, and I'm writing about them. Uh, I try to cover both sides as best I can. Uh, and uh, whether you advertise with me or not doesn't matter. Uh, you put your name on the ballot. You went and got 25 people to sign a petition uh, to put your name on the ballot. You deserve uh, to be recognized as being someone who's on the ballot, who wants to, who wants to subject yourself to the, um, to the, to the name calling, to the, to the, brutal honesty or not honesty, but to uh, expose yourself to, to the things that people can say about you, because once you put your name on a ballot, you're considered a public official, which means that in order to get people not to say things about you that aren't true, you have to, in, in a court of law, you have to prove that they did that with a malicious intent. And that's nearly impossible. It's not impossible. It's nearly impossible to um, to prove that someone did it with a malicious intent. Um, and so, you know, to to put yourself through that for the rest of your life. And for me, you know, I put my name on the ballot at 23 years of age. Uh, I'm now um, 54. No, I'm sorry, 53. Um, my buddy Rob Faust and my buddy Dave Crisp will get a kick out of that. Um, so, you know, for 30 years now, I, I've been held to that, to that public official, that, uh, category to where, you know, you have to prove that someone said something erroneous about you with malicious intent. And again, it's nearly impossible. So 
again, we will see how Biden um, uh, governs. Will he govern as a, you know, a, a, you know, as an Obama and not as bad as we thought he would? Um, or will he go for everything he can in the first two years until the midterm election? Um, we'll see how it goes. Uh, again, um, this government that the founding fathers created is strong enough to survive. Okay. Uh, in my opinion. And, um, and we'll, we'll see, but, uh, anyway, just checking in with y'all, uh, lots of excitement going on in Nashville. I'm sure you've heard about it. Um, the FBI went in with some search warrants on, um, former speaker Casta. I guess they showed up at his house. According to the news reports, they showed up at his house at 7 a.m. I'm assuming that was Nashville time, which would have been what eight o'clock our time. And then showed up at the Cordell Hall building uh, at eight o'clock, uh, which would be nine o'clock our time, uh, and searched um, Casta's office, uh, Robin Smith's office, um, another individual, um, Terry Warren. Um, he's uh, he's the one that replaced Rick Tillis. Uh, he has I, well, I guess he's been, I guess he's been sworn in. I don't know. They they start on Tuesday. Todd Warner. Uh, from Chapel Hill, Tennessee. Uh, they get sworn in on Tuesday and start their session, start their work on Tuesday over in Nashville. Uh, and also uh, be remiss, uh, some people are sitting there expecting me to do this because he's my friend. Kent Calfee's office uh, also was uh, searched this morning. Um, and uh, Speaker Sexton uh, has uh, <clears throat> did a press briefing at 12.30 our time, 11.30 Nashville time, and indicated that uh, it's his understanding that Representative Calfee is not um, part of the probe. Um, so uh, we'll see how all that shakes out. Uh, and you know, there was a lot of folks that chose not to run for election in Nashville last year. So, hmm, not sure how we find out if, uh, they've had knocks on their doors yet or not, but anyway, um, that's all for another podcast. I said last, uh, I, I said just a couple of days ago that, Hey, uh, as a blogger, um, <clears throat> You know, Biden and and the Democrats in the Senate and the Democrats in the House are going to be great blog material. But now, hey, look, I got great blog material coming out of Nashville, it seems. So check me out at brianhornback.com. Check me out on Twitter, mega underscore bullhorn or Twitter, Brian Hornback. Uh, If you're if you're watching and and this this podcast is being streamed just about everywhere. I know how to put it every stream. I know how to put it on. Uh, if you like it, if you can review it, uh, like it, review it, uh, prefer five-star ratings, not two-star ratings. Uh, and if you're watching it on YouTube and we do have a YouTube channel, so, um, you can uh, see the speaker's press conference on that YouTube channel. Uh, but you can also see this podcast on that YouTube channel. So if you're not watching it on YouTube, uh, still go over there and subscribe and like it. Uh, and, um, Check us out. And uh, with that, I will let you go until our next podcast. Have a great day.